You can't manage other people's perceptions, but you can lead them. You can't tell them what to think, but you can help them think differently. And that's where we break this down. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall, I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Leadership Gym Podcast, because today we're going to break down the differences between leadership and management. We're going to compare and contrast those two things. And I'm also going to give you a few tips on how to make sure you're focused on the right things as a leader in your business or for your team. I can't count the conversations that I've had around the differences or what management is and what leadership is, how they sometimes compete for our time, and also how to separate them and know which one we're doing at the time. Lots of different opinions about it, ideas about it. We're going to break it down here today. Hey, if you're looking for a consistent way to improve your ability to lead others, or you would like leaders in your business to lead more effectively, and if they need resources, development tools that can help them reach the next level of leadership, then go to leadershipgym.com. One hour a week there can help people think about leadership differently. We've built the gym in a way that makes it feel a little bit like a gym. Leadership is not something we get better at at a conference or because we necessarily took one course. But if we spend a little time on it each week in a place like the Leadership Gym where we're thinking about new ideas, insights, using resources, exploring possibilities and concepts around leadership, we steadily improve our ability to lead teams of people. So check it out at leadershipgym.com. Okay, let's talk about this leadership versus management thing. And I don't say versus meaning that you should do one or the other, or one is good and the other is bad. It's just that sometimes they will compete for our time. And often, management things are reactive in nature. And as we start to think through the components of management, you can see how sometimes that's the case. Now, maybe they shouldn't be. We should proactively manage things. But often, management means our attention has been pulled into something because something broke or something went wrong or mistakes were made in the business or something like that. And so, we've got to go manage that situation we've got to deal with those things in a way that helps them get better. And sometimes we think about management that way. But I want to give you some words that help you sort of identify what management really is or what it could mean for you. And then some words around leadership so that we know when we're doing which one. Here's what's important here. What's important here is not that you 
agree with my picture of management and leadership. There may be some things I say that you feel like that's not management. That's not how I think about it. And certainly, again, millions of opinions out there on what management is, what leadership is, and how we handle each one. But what is critical here is to understand, even if you don't agree with my definition or you want to shift it a little bit or change it for yourself, that's fine. The important thing is to know which one you're doing and to make sure that you're doing both well. These things can't survive alone. If you only lead but never manage, you'll probably miss some critical situations in your business or some opportunities in your business because you didn't manage some things. And by the same token, if all you do is management and there's no leadership, your team will crumble over time. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. But these things should complement each other. But unless we understand them both in some framework, we aren't able to organize our time so that they complement each other. In fact, often we prefer one over the other or the way we think about the two things causes us to do much more of one than the other. So, the conversation today is designed to spark some ideas. It's designed to help you think differently about how you do both of these things well in your business. Okay, so let's talk about how I break down management, and it's into four categories, four buckets. And the first one is analysis. Every good manager analyzes the business. They use data that they get on a regular basis to look and see what the health of the business is like. It's kind of like doing blood work on your business or any other sort of analysis that you would do on anything. Let's take its pulse from time to time. Let's look at where we're headed. Let's look at, and these are historical figures, right? So we're looking back a month or a quarter or sometimes even a year to say, What data do I have on our past performance that helps me understand what could be better or different in our business? That is analysis, our ability to break down what's going on, what's going well in our world and how we now could affect it. And we want to make sure that we do this on a regular basis. One of the things that we often work with businesses to do is to build a management dashboard. And you may have some tools like this, but it is to consolidate the most important metrics, our most important indicators of success into one page if we can. And it can be graphs and charts and things that we look at on a regular basis. But the goal is to get them down to a glance like a dashboard so that I can see maybe what my growth metrics look like. It could be new clients or new customers. It could be revenue per customer. It could be widgets per hour. It could be lots of things depending on our business, but these are the the tools that tell us these charts. This dashboard is a tool that tells us how our business is doing at a glance. And If we don't have one, if we have to stream through lots of different reports or look at sometimes conflicting pieces of information, then sometimes our analysis gets a little bit tougher to do. And so, we want to boil it down to what do we think are the key metrics that determine the success or or illustrate the success of our business and how often do we look at them. So, analysis. If you haven't scheduled analysis time, at least on a monthly basis, something to think about. The second component of management is planning. 
And what this means is after we've done our analysis, then we start to say, I think these things should be different in our future. That's what planning is, but having a list of things that are prioritized about what we want to change or shift or do differently or capture or make different in our business. We want to think about what's our planning. What does next month look like? What does next quarter look like? What does the rest of this year look like? Our time horizon can be pretty different here. But planning for what we want to do in terms of moving the things around that we can as a manager in the business. And planning can even feed into leadership because as we talk about leadership, understand that our plans are important here. So, we want to make sure that we spend some time planning. If you don't have planning time set aside in your business on a monthly basis, it's a good thing to add, okay? Resources are part of management. So, we have analysis, planning, resources, and here's what I want to be really clear about. When I say resources, I do not mean people. Uh, it does not mean that people are not resources in your business, but we can't manage people. Let me just say that right out front. We can manage the spaces in our business where people fill, the roles that they fill, the way teams are, are put together. And we'll talk about that as one more component of management, but we do not manage people. Now, I might be able to feel some of you right now disagreeing with how I manage a team of people. And so, when we get to the leadership thing, I want you to hold that thought because I want you to think about how you manage people and the difference between the outcomes you want in leadership and the outcomes you want in management to determine whether that concept, that mindset is serving you well as a leader. Okay. So, when I think of resources here, I'm thinking about things like time, things like money, things like equipment, things like physical space, things like outside contractors. All of those might be resources for us. And yes, they're people. But we're not talking about the people in our business. And when we get to the leadership piece, we kind of understand the people in our business need to be led. The things in our business need to be managed. And so, we want to separate those two things. So, I'm thinking about these resources as other tools for business besides people. I personally, even though it's kind of stuck in our culture and in our business world, hate the term human resources because it sounds as if we could move them around like pieces on a chessboard and that capability is something that we can manage rather than something people choose to improve or display or bring to bear on the way that they work. Anything that involves choices of others really isn't management. That's leadership. Anything that we can do by ourselves in a room with some documents or some thoughts, that's management. Anything that involves interaction or human behavior change, that's leadership. If I want people to think differently, act differently, behave differently, that is about leadership. If I want to invest more money in my marketing, if I want to change pay structure, that is management. If I want to buy new equipment, that's management. If I want to bring on additional outside resources to help us support resources, contract, that's management. If I want to change the size of my building or the, my office space, that's management. And that's the fourth bucket of management. The fourth component of management is structure. Now, this can still be structure of teams, but that's not about human behavior change. That's just about we need a team that's organized this way so that they can do this kind of work. 
and so that they integrate the work that they do this way. Now, I've got a leadership component of helping them do that well, but structure of teams, physical structure, things like that can still be part of the management process. I need a team with this many people to do this much work. That's management. Getting people to go do the work well, that's leadership. Okay, so management, analysis, planning, resources, and structure, and not human resources, but other kinds and structure. All right, if we want to think about, and you may add a couple of terms to that. You may say, hey, I think these words matter here too. That's awesome. My goal is to help you understand the difference between the two and think about how you do them well. And if you want to reshape that definition a bit so that it makes sense for you, that's fine, with the exception of this concept that management is about people. And as I dive into leadership, I hope you'll think about that as well and, and come to some conclusions that help you lead more effectively. Okay, so leadership now, completely different. We've got four words here that I'm going to use. And the first one that I'm going to use to add some clarity to my view on leadership here is culture. That's the environment that we work in. That is what it feels like to be on our team. That is what the personality of this group of people could be described as. It might be the way we interact. It might be the way we communicate. It might be how much fun we have. It may be the way that we collaborate on projects. It may be how easily we teach and learn from each other. But it is the culture. And if we're not thinking about that as a leadership thing, if we're trying to manage culture, won't work because it's about the perceptions of other people and you can't manage other people's perceptions, but you can lead them. You can't tell them what to think, but you can help them think differently. And that's where we break this down. Okay. So culture is really important. The environment that people work in. And the reason is it makes all of the decisions in your business. Put something in your handbook. You might build a handbook as a management activity, right? Put something in your employee handbook and then see if people actually do that. If people in the environment actually do something different, people are never going to look to written words or memos or emails or instructions or even your own advice for how to behave if everybody around them is behaving based on a different set of guiding principles or overarching ideas. So, for example, if you're telling somebody that they need to be fully engaged in the work that they do, and yet they're showing up to a team of people that are kind of mediocre and just punching the clock and trying to get out of there, good luck with that. It feels weird to be fully engaged on a team of people that are mediocre or that don't care about the job that they do quite as much or that are relatively disengaged. That feels weird. I'm going to do one of two things if I'm in that environment, if I'm most people. One is I'm going to leave it. I'm going to go find an environment that is fully engaged because that's how I like to work. The second thing that I could do or could choose to do is disengage myself because there's a lot of peer pressure there to cause that. And so I'll just do what everybody else is doing here. The calculus that we do in our head is, hey, these people have been here longer. They know more. They understand the environment more. And this is how they're behaving. So I'll just do the same thing. Unless I'm truly a self-actualized person and I'm saying, no, this is the wrong kind of place for me to be. I'm going to start looking around for a better culture, a better fit, a better set of people or a better team or a better environment for me to work in. 
Now, the problem with that is if our culture's bad, we lose our best people because they are the ones who will eject. They are the ones that are capable of going and getting a job anywhere and excelling at it. They just don't want to do it here because our culture's not good. So, culture is part of leadership. And we could do an episode on each one of these components and probably will as we go. But I want you to just think about leadership in, in terms of these words. The second one is talent. So, culture's first, talent second. Talent is the raw materials that we bring into our business in terms of people. So, they're not human resources. They are talent. They are people that we go find and recruit and hire and select and ask to join our team because of who they are, how they think, the attitude they bring, the level of engagement that they have in the work that they do, the goals that they set. Those are the things we want to evaluate. And if we are bringing as a leader the wrong talent into our business, business, then we can't ever hope to be successful beyond any sort of mediocre or moderate level of success. We can't get to the next level of anything because that's what our talent helps us do. It actually helps define our culture in a lot of ways and all these things interconnect. But one of our key roles as a leader is to hire and develop our talent If we bring great talent in, but then we don't do anything to help it continue to get better, achieve more, think differently about how they work, learn and grow within our environment, then we will pretty soon have a group of mediocre people. Because unfortunately, growth is not something that's optional because people don't stay the same. They actually degrade if they don't grow. They actually get less engaged or less effective. It's called the law of entropy. Anything left alone degrades. It happens in nature. It happens to your house. It happens to your bike. It happens to anything in your world. But talent is part of that, right? It can happen to your kids or it can happen to friendships. If you leave them alone, they degrade. All right? Talent's the same way. The third word here is engagement. How do my people show up? And part of that is because of who they are, who I hired. Part of it is because of the culture they're in. A lot of it, about 70% of it, according to the research, is about the boss they have or the leader they have. How do I work with them? How do I coach them? How do I communicate with them? How do I inspire them? How do I motivate them? How do I help them think about their next set of possibilities in this environment? And if I do that well... I have a really fully engaged team. If I do that poorly, I will, over time, have a disengaged team. And engagement is the new currency. It's the new thing that you try to create inside any business because it makes you more profitable, because it makes you grow faster, because it allows you to give better service. It allows you to deliver whatever product or service you deliver more effectively and more consistently. It allows you to innovate because people are thinking all the time. They're bringing their best selves to work. And you as a leader get to dictate how often, how completely, how well they do that, how much of their best selves they bring to work it's directly related to the leader, not the manager, the leader. And then the fourth one is change. So, any business is going through change, and this goes back to our law of entropy. If we don't change, we die. Slowly, ask Kodak or some of the other companies that kind of got left behind because they weren't able to capture changes fast enough, right? We can look at opportunities for change, and then our ability to lead a group of people through it as a core 
competency here for a good leader. If we can't build a good culture, if we can't hire and recruit and develop great talent, if we can't build a fully engaged team that shows up at their best every day, and if we can't lead groups of people through change, because that's how any business gets better, we can't lead. And yes, there are skill sets we need to be able to do this well, like coaching, like having a process for engagement, for hiring, for culture creation, definition and development, and of course, for leading people through change. If we don't have steps for that, we're not doing it well. We're probably doing it impulsively or based on what feels good, and that is generally less effective leadership. All right, so management, analysis, planning, resources, and structure, not human resources, leadership, culture, talent, engagement, and change. What I want you to think about for this upcoming week or over the next couple of weeks maybe is to chart your time. How much of your time are you spending on management if you think about it in these containers and how much of your time are you spending on leadership and what is your business need? Make sure you plan for both of these things. Make sure you block that time off. Do it first. Some of management is reactive. It will bring you into it. If the resources aren't working, if your planning didn't lead to certain things, if analysis displays for you things that need your attention, then you will have to deal with them. But most of leadership is proactive. We won't work on our culture today. We can put that off till tomorrow. We can think about hiring more effectively later when we have a vacancy. We are not going to measure or look at or think about our team's engagement often enough if we are not proactive about it. So, think about your leadership time. Plan for leadership. Now, that's a management activity, planning so that I can lead more effectively. How do I schedule my time? How do I organize my day or my week? Make sure you plan for these things. Block them off. Think about these categories and ways that help you both lead and manage more effectively. Hey, if you're enjoying our conversations here and this podcast is helping you think about leadership in a way that helps you become better at it, become a more effective leader, then please leave us a five-star rating and a review. We would love both of those things. And the reason we would love them is because if this content, if these thoughts, if these ideas are making a difference for you, then help someone else find them as well. Your rating and your review helps us do that. So, I hope that you'll leave one for us. And I hope that you'll take these concepts, these ideas, these thoughts and go back to your business, your team, your life, and make a difference.